This is, um, I'll tell you, this is one of my favorite Sundays of the whole year. Uh, we've had, we're having Youth Sunday today, so we have a huge meal uh, that Jody and Bridget have worked really hard on. Pulled pork that they, uh, he sent me a picture of it last night, and I'm telling you, oh man, we're going to eat today for lunch. Uh, and it's Youth Sunday, the youth have uh, taught Sunday school classes. I was up here today, and they did a great job at Sunday school uh, I'm sure they did awesome downstairs, and I'm really thankful for our youth. We're also today uh, talking about sanctity of human life. So Shelly will give a, a presentation from uh, Choices Pregnancy Center this morning for about 10 minutes, and that's what I'm going to talk about. So it's an important Sunday. Uh, if we don't value sanctity of life, we don't have a youth group. Uh, so they kind of tie hand in hand with one another. So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning, and I'm thankful that you're here to worship our Lord Jesus this morning with me. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, uh, and then we'll have a welcoming time today. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, that we're here today. We have the ability uh, to be here to worship you in song and giving uh, by reading your word, uh, just by worshiping uh, you today, by giving to the youth and supporting them and, and talking about sanctity of life, that we're made in your image. And, and, and Lord, so we should value human life as followers of yours and fight for life and so, Lord, as we talk about today, that today, God, I pray that you'll be honored 
And Lord, in everything, Lord, we just glorify you, we praise you, we worship you. In your name I pray, amen. Take a couple of minutes this morning and welcome everyone.
Thank you, guys. You may be seated this morning. So um, it's Youth Sunday, and the youth uh, are doing the announcements. And um, you guys know Savannah, 
And Savannah is my daughter, and so she did a really good job this morning. She had a really good basketball game this week. She scored 17 points, and more she'd ever scored in a basketball game. I was proud of her. She is a lot like her dad. She is stubborn and ornery. So go ahead, Suze. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the announcements. Saturday night, we have freeway, and it's a 5.30 dinner, and then afterwards, service. And then Wednesday night, we have dinner at 6 o'clock, and it's for everyone. Classes are at 6.45, and we have family, young adult, youth group, children's class. This Saturday at Freeway, somebody's giving their testimony, right? Sean's Sean is giving his testimony. Who's preaching? Is Mike? Is Mike preaching Saturday? Mike's preaching. Sean's giving his testimony, so come Saturday. Yes. And then we have men's Bible study on Sunday nights, and tonight it's from 4 to 5. Yep, so no discipleship this afternoon, guys, because they're going to do men's Bible study from 4 to 5 and then have a Super Bowl party with finger foods and I don't know what else, but they're going to have fun tonight. So 4 to 5 Bible study and then the Super Bowl party. And then we have young adult activities February 19th with Payson and stuff like that. Next Saturday is our uh, February young adult gathering. It's a trivia night, spoons, taco bar, all kinds of devotion. Great time. Always have a great time. So young adults, college age, career, young marrieds, join us. Uh, we'd love to have you. And then today is Youth Sunday, which you guys all know. And afterwards, we have an auction um, to raise for our trip in the summer and other things for the youth fund. And um, then we have a dinner right after the auction. And so let's tell them a little bit about that. We're, okay. we're trying to sell all the youth today, okay? <laughs> we want to get rid of you. No, we have a dessert auction. So if you've never been to the dessert auction for Youth Sunday, it's a blast. You will get bid up. I will probably mess your bid up on purpose, but it is fun. We have a good time. And then and then we have a big dinner afterwards that Jody and Bridget have worked like full pork sandwiches and the whole nine yards. So stay after church. Five minutes after service ends, we'll start the auction. We'll have a whole bunch of desserts and stuff you can bid on. All that funding funds the youth activities for the whole year. And so what the youth fund, it goes in the youth fund, and then they budget that, which they try to teach the kids budgeting also in finances, which is an awesome Christian principle, right? Um, they don't, can't spend more than they have. And so that, that pays for camp, that pays for activities, the whole nine yards. Yes, and we will be over before the game starts. So we will be over before the game everybody starts. Everybody should be able to go. I mean, the, the Chiefs aren't in it anyway, right? Yeah. Well, somebody's got a boo over that. <laughs> Thank you. And then we have a Crossbridge Fish Fry and Outreach Saturday, March 5th at 3 p.m. At 3 p.m. Um, yeah, chocolate-covered strawberries too, right, Tammy? After the auction, meet Tammy downstairs on strawberries. I was, you guys were here for like 13 hours yesterday, I was told, right? 23 hours. They are tired, but all that money they're raising from strawberries goes towards missions. We give to our missionaries and mission fund. You had fun, didn't you? They had a blast. Big thank you to you guys that did that yesterday. Yeah. I believe the women's Bible study starts this Wednesday night. Abby has some sick kiddos. I don't think she's here this morning, does she? You want to say anything about that, Selena? No, nope. Selena, I don't want to say nothing. It's like here's, 
The study is called Here's Where the Joy Is. Um, Abby Garns is in charge of it, so you can probably message It does start this Wednesday night, though, ladies, at 645. Here's Where the Joy Is is what it's based on. If you need a book, get with Abby. And then No Discipleship Tonight. No Discipleship Tonight. Any Anything else? Yes. Wednesday at 8.30, women's ministry breakfast, ladies, if you can be there, 8.30 at Grillo's. Joel? So when you bid with the number, please give your number to one of your children so they can. Trey, did you have something in the back? Oh yes, today is Kyle's last Sunday. Did you yes, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. I got it. We got it all taken care of, Mr. Kyle. All right. I think that's it. Anything, anybody want to ask Savannah anything? I mean, let's put her on the spot since she's up here. Okay. All right. All right. Anything else on good job. Good job, sis. Good job. Any anything else on announcements this morning? Okay, if you would stand, let's enter our time of worship together. Let's take up our morning offering and we'll bless that and then let's uh worship our Lord Jesus in song before Shelly comes uh on a choices presentation. Lord Jesus, I thank you again today uh for our youth and and Lord, they've done a great job, and so I'm thankful for the, the children that we have in this church, and Lord, the, just the huge responsibility that we have uh, as leaders and parents to disciple them and teach them the truth, to raise them up, Lord, to love you. And so, Lord, I, I, I pray for that responsibility this morning. I'm thankful for them, Lord, as we you know, have the opportunity to bless the youth this morning and, and fellowship with one another. As we in our time of worship, God, it starts with giving, so I pray, Lord, this morning for the morning offering that you will use it to further your kingdom that the gospel will be shared, our missions will be funded, and um, in all things, God, we give you the praise and the glory. It's in your name I pray. Amen.
may be seated. I'm going to ask Shelly if she would come this morning. She is, uh, Shelly and Joel are our youth directors. They're in charge of, of all the youth and teaching and activities and all that. And she is also um, the, the treasurer uh, for Choices Pregnancy Center here in Marshfield. And so every year at Sanctity of Life Week, we want to share with you all about what Choices is doing uh, to, to uh, glorify the Lord in protecting human life. And so she's here this morning. Shelly, take it away. Thank you. Oh, good morning. So those of you that are new here, we have some visitors. I know the regulars see me every, well, you see me every Sunday, but every year I come up here and do this. But we just like to keep everyone, kind of keep our face before you, choices, what we're doing, and the mission and the fight for life that is ever ongoing in our country. So we don't, we've told our churches we come around twice begging for money. It's spring and fall, the walk for life and the banquet. So we don't, we're just here because January was established as Sanctity of Human Life Month back when Ronald Reagan was president. So we try to get around to all the churches um, that, will, that want someone to come speak and just share what we're doing that month. But of course it runs on over into February and sometimes even later because just, if there's a lot of churches, we have very supportive community here in Marshfield. So the sure, that's something I can do. We all want to do something for this battle. So I trained when they opened the doors as a mentor, and that's where I started. And I worked with clients, and I did that for a couple of years, and they asked if I would serve on the board of directors. So I was like, sure, there again. I don't know what you're getting into, right? So I've been on the board of directors. I'm in my sixth or seventh year of a three-year term. So <laughs> we just keep, you get that if you <laughs> get the numbers. So we started this project to build, and it's a very long project. It's a very lofty project. You know, when we've looked at buildings here as a church, it's very expensive. We're trusting the Lord. He's got the provisions. He's got the money for it and all of that. So we just, each year, we're always praying. We're always talking about it. And we like to update people where we're at with that because we are constantly talking about it, and we feel like our donors are like, oh, yeah, we keep hearing about this building, yet there is not one. So we did get land donated last year, which I had um, filled you in last year about. It's over on the hill on A Highway where Hillside Christian Church is. They graciously gave us a couple acres. It's going to be right up on the hill. It's going to be very visible. Um, that we are now meeting and talking and drawing plans with our architect. And we have, we've got a, a project manager that's heading that up, and we constantly are meeting and going over plans. And, of course, it just grows and grows and grows. You're trying to build for now and the future, but we're going to end up with what we can afford to build. But we are um, just in that process, so we just keep on going. When Mary Claire was our treasurer for years on the, since we started, and when Mary and Bob retired and left the community, that's how I got the treasurer job. And I told them I am not a numbers person, but I will just try to keep the, all the numbers going. And um, Robbie Tackett graciously does our taxes and helps me with questions. So we are doing, doing well. Everything's going good. Um, our, our architect has been working. He'll send plans. We'll go over them, and we're like, oh, no, we need the mommy market bigger. We need more classrooms. We need that, you know, he'll redo it. And he's, he's been a real blessing to us. Well, this last meeting, we had a meeting last week. Um, he said, since I started working for you guys, I have had two huge accounts come on board. We're doing yours for free because we believe God's blessing us. And I was like, awesome, because that's like $15,000 plans at least. So, yeah, amen. So he said, I know that's what it is, so we're just going to do this for free because we're just growing like crazy since we started working with you. So we know that God's doing that. We know as we just keep going the next step. God provides. So we have people, we're going to offer things like um, you can 
donate to furniture room if you want to be like the paint or the furniture. So we already had people giving towards that. Like when you get there and you have this room, we'll probably have a way to honor them, people that gave for that specific area. That's going to be a little bit hairier to iron those details out, so we're just making notes of what people want to do right now. So that's kind of where we're at with the building and just God's blessing it and we're moving. It's, of course, we want it yesterday. We've felt that way for years, but it's still progressing. So I'll just update you on a few things going on nationwide. And, you know, we've had for, for several years, we did that Mountain Moving Monday. We would send out a message, we pray to end abortion. And that's kind of like anything. We all get to where we're used to hearing it. So we've kind of, that's gone by the wayside. And we'll just, we'll start some other campaign just to keep reminding people to pray to end abortion. We need to quit killing our children in this country, bottom line. So, yeah, that's, let the chips fall where they fall. We need to quit killing our children. So in 2021, six states enacted laws that increased access to abortion. Washington, California, New Mexico, Colorado, Virginia, and Connecticut. They all made it easier. Now, there were 20 states that enacted laws that actually restricted abortion. In some ways, either entering like waiting periods, minimal medical certificate for abortion providers, or I can even believe we have to say this, born alive laws. In other words, you can't just set it to the decide and decide if you would like to do away with it. So these states enacted laws banning those things. Um, they also put trigger bans, which are laws that are waiting. Should Roe v. Wade ever be turned over, those go into place immediately. They will start immediately with those laws. So we have many trigger bans put in place all around the nation. If, and that's what we pray for, if that is ever overturned, then those will come into place. So the states that have um, enacted laws, let's see, I had this list here. Arkansas, Kentucky, Florida, Louisiana, Ohio, South Dakota, and um, South Carolina, they, um, and Texas, they've all decreased abortions by 50, well, Texas has been by 50%. They have decreased because they're, they're just hitting those laws pretty hard. Um, we did see a um, huge, it's, they're hard to qualify numbers. We don't get numbers all the time. They're actually very hard to get from, you know, whether it be the state or whatever, because now with the whole COVID craze, they wanted to make sure you could get an abortion pill through the mail, much like your ballot. They wanted it by the mail. You're not going to shut that down. So the chemical abortions, or what those are called, we have no way to qualify those numbers because they could do teledoc and they can get it through the mail. So their nodes aren't trackable. So we know those went up just because it was available. So we do think if the chemical abortions are on the rise, there's anonymity in it. They can just call and get a pill sent to them. So we do know the other abortions have gone down a lot in numbers. So things you can do for us, you can pray daily to end abortion. You can pray for the pregnancy center. You can pray for our mentors our board of directors, all of these things that go on. And if you feel the, the burden to come and be a mentor, there's a training process, of course, but um, we're always needing new mentors. We've had Jeannie here at church. It's been a faithful mentor. I can't even tell you everything she does at the center for us. And Alan, he'll come in and fix stuff for us. So it, that, that's something we always need. You can donate items to keep what we call the mommy market stocked. And that's where the client, after she does her classes, she gets points and she goes and shops with those points to get diapers, wipes, clothing for the upcoming baby. So those are all needs. Um, yeah, just pray about it. I know there's people out there. We're always in need of mentors. And it, it is a, there are times as a mentor you will sit in there. It's much like a fireman. You're just waiting for that one call. 
you know. Sometimes you're like, well, I'm just sitting here. Well, you can go. We package diapers. We go through clothes. We just do different things. But you don't know when that girl's going to walk through the door. And you do know from experience she's not going to tell you. Very rarely will she say, hey, I'm thinking about getting an abortion. Talk me out of it. That's not the way it is. You don't know what's going on with her home, her boyfriend, her family, anything. So you have to be ready and just pray for those people that are at that door when she comes in or picks up the phone when she calls. So those are those are needs. We um, we have a client video, and we put these together every year, and we show them. If you were at the um, Celebration of Life night, you've probably seen it. I actually was over busy. I've not even seen it. We, we do all the, like, getting people together, and Teresa, our director, does the interviews of clients, and we put it all together. So we're going to show that. It's about five minutes of just testimonies. You've seen these videos each year. So that's kind of what's going on with us. We're um, super excited and super blessed with all that's going on with the building project. It's not visible yet. You know, the soil test, the this, the that, it's, it's never ending. And we are in a position, of course, we're not nervous or afraid. God has control of this, but you want to dot all your I's and cross all your T's because we are a target. So just pray for the center and pray that we foresee any issues that come up. But we have a wonderful community. We should be very thankful we live where we do because we just have people come in all the time. They're just like, what can we do? What do you need? And that we go to conferences and see other towns, cities, and their directors, they're like, it's a nightmare. We are fighting everybody. We don't have that battle here. Yeah, we're fighting evil, don't get me wrong, but our community reaches out. We, we rarely have this backlash. Other people that are doing this in St. Louis or Kansas City, they have huge issues that we don't deal with, and we're, we're super thankful for that, and thank you for you guys. So we're ready to play the video. So I was actually working next door I had heard about the pregnancy center through a friend of mine, and when I found out it was right next door, I figured I would stop over and take a look at things, and um, it really helped me out because I had to quit my job at the time, so um, I figured I could use all the help I could get, and that's when I decided to take the first step. I have heard about Choices Pregnancy Center from my mom and my sister. I decided to come in to Choices to get so the pregnancy center really helped me um, get supplies for my child. They taught me a lot, especially during my pregnancy, about what to expect. And uh, about the first year of life mainly, I got diapers and wipes and everything I could need. I think probably what I've learned the most was about the first year of life. A lot of the classes taught me things that I wasn't ready for. And... Um, I think my favorite was learning the baby language and that babies have specific words for what they need, which was pretty cool. I would like to say when I first started coming here, I didn't know what I was doing. But after coming for a while, everything started getting easier. So when my mentor told me of God's love for me, um, it was just a reminder. Uh, I have always known that. I go to church regularly, and it was just a really good reminder for me. The spiritual decision I made was that I have been trying to go to church more often. I'm having a baby boy. His name is Grant and he's currently Buck Skaggs and he's due September 27th. My favorite part of the class is actually my instructor Brenda. Uh, she's wonderful to work with. We have a lot of fun and we learn a lot together and um, she prays with me and it's just really good. This is Willow. She was born March. 
to tell the women that are in the same situation as me that even if you're married and you know you think that everything's stable and good that it's still a great idea to come here and it's great to get all the extra knowledge and the extra help you can get even if you think oh I, I don't actually need any help it's still it's been a wonderful change I would like to tell the donors thank you your donations have helped me a lot be better parent. I would like to say to the donors, thank you so much for all the help that you have given us. Because of you, we've been able to have the diapers and the clothes and formula and everything that we've needed when times have been a little tough. I think Choices has impacted my marriage in a very healthy way. I can go home and I can teach my husband the things I learn. I can show him the paperwork. So since he's not here with me, um, I can go home and he can still read all the information and learn just as much. Choices Pregnancy Center has helped me learn everything I need to know to have a healthy pregnancy and how to take care of my baby. Choices has impacted my life in a lot of ways. It's given me new friends and um, new prayer partners and has taught me a lot about taking good care of my baby. I chose to keep my baby because I thought it was best to not put harm to a unborn child. So when I came here, they told me that I had a couple different choices. Um, I chose to be a parent because it's what I always wanted to do. I was so excited, and um, it's just been the best decision of my life. an amazing opportunity uh, for our church to support an organization like that. Thank you for our volunteers uh, at the church and Shelly and everybody that does that. If you would please stand with me this morning. We're not going to have a full sermon, but I want to share with you some things about Sanctity of Life. Uh, the kids, second grade and below, they can go downstairs to Children's Church if they'd like to this morning. Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28 this morning. Genesis 1, 27 28. It says this, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let's pray together again. Lord Jesus, again this morning, I thank you, Lord. Uh, just for the opportunity to be here today, God, and to talk about how important life is to you and uh, where it's talked about in your word. And, uh, Lord, just um, how we as followers of yours should value human life and fight for life. And, um, Lord, not just from the moment of birth, but all through uh, the life of, of, of um, people that we should value their life and we should, we should be there to support and help and uh, today, uh, God, I'm thankful for Choices Pregnancy Center and their work that they do. And, and Lord, I pray that we're a church that always stands on the biblical side of this issue, God. 
uh, and we're not influenced by any anybody in the outside world. We're just going to stand for the truth of what your word says. So God bless us today. Bless our services. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So once again, Sanctity of Human Life and Youth Sunday, uh, two different services sometimes, but uh, not really today. Uh, because like I said earlier, if we don't value human life from, conce- from conception, then we don't have a youth group. We don't have a children's department. Uh, for several decades now, we, lived in a, we live in a country that is becoming more and more evil. The number of uh, born-again Christians is just drastically declining. It's going down. The numbers tell us that uh, from studies and, and just from overall church attendance. Uh, now, what may, and, and that should be, we should look at that as a, an opportunity to share the truth and that the fields are ripe for the harvest and, and we should be willing to go out and spread the gospel and, and there's uh, plenty of opportunity to do that. Uh, in the 1960s, in America, our courts decided that it wasn't proper to acknowledge God in the public school setting. That's been about oh, well, 60 years ago, right? Uh, evolution was the religion that was to be taught. The Ten Commandments were considered old-fashioned for a sophisticated culture. Uh, Prayer is now a politically uh, incorrect thing. I'm thankful where we live, where we do, and we have administrators that we do and teachers that we do, uh, that we still pray at at, at school functions. I coach a football team uh, that's uh, fourth graders, will be fifth graders next year, and guess what we do before every game? At our high school stadium, I get down and I pray with them. And no one's ever came and tried to run me off, or um, I, I guess they could. But we live in a, like Shelley said, an amazing area, uh, and we should be thankful uh, for that. Uh, but, but our country as a whole has forsaken the very God who made our country great and how it was founded. Uh, the, the, the ills of this country are more of a deeper problem. They have forsaken God. They've forsaken the God of the Bible. One of the proofs of forsaking God uh, and dishonoring Him and disrespecting Him is how they treat human life. The the, the one way that Satan can attack God is to attack His creation. When God made Adam, when God made Eve, He made a unique human being. There is never going to be another uh, human being like you this morning. You are unique. Even if you're uh, an identical twin, You are still unique. You are your own person. There's never going to be another just like you. God formed you. He made you. Scripture tells us that. Uh, Here's a passage I want to share with you. It's in Psalms 139. Psalms 139 verses 14 and 16. 14 through 16. David says this. He says, For you formed me in my inward parts and you knitted me together in my mother's womb i praise you for i'm fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well my frame was not hidden from you when i was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them so god knows us he forms us from the foundation of the world He forms us in our mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He has a value for life. Psalms 100 verse 3 says this, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His his pasture. 
Satan entered the pages of history, and what does he do? He has a pure hatred for God, and Satan has a purpose to kill, still, and destroy. And he wants to destroy the beauty of God's creation. Abortion is a direct attack on God and his creation. John 10.10 says this about Satan. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So just like Satan, when our society disregards God, disrespects God, it will be revealed in the way that they treat God's creation. The crowning jewel of God's creation is man. It's you. You are the crowning jewel of his creation. Satan has a hatred for God and his creation. A nation that does not acknowledge God and his laws will be subject to the ways of Satan. And what is Satan's way? Only destruction. You even see in scripture when they worshipped false gods. You know one of the ways of worshipping false gods was the sacrifice. God found it detestable. It was the sacrifice of infants. One of those when they would worship a Moloch in scripture. It was they would worship a, a, a false god of Moloch to bring prosperity. So they would sacrifice their firstborn child to bring prosperity onto the family. What does that sound like today? That sounds like abortion. I can't afford this child. I'm not going to be prosperous enough. It's inconvenient for me. So I will sacrifice this child to the worship of myself so that I can have convenience. It's a direct attack from Satan. Now you may say, well, this sounds like a very political thing that you're preaching about. Well, you know what? It's a very biblical thing that I'm preaching about, that I'm speaking about. Satan has made this a political thing. And you know why? So preachers and churches all around the world will be scared to talk about it. So that we won't talk about it. So the subjects of abortion, sanctity of life, biblical sexuality, biblical marriage won't be talked about. He's all made them a political issue so the church gets scared of talking about these things. They also, how does this tie into you Sunday? They also have to be talked about in the pulpits of your home with your children. You have to have these discussions with your youth. If you don't, they, you get the evil, the vile mess that we have in our country today. These have to be discussions that we're talking about. As Shelley mentioned, some of the states. 50 years ago, my parents would have never imagined that we, there would be states like New York or Virginia that would pass laws saying that a doctor could kill an infant up until the moment of birth or even after birth. That wouldn't have even been thought of in our country 50 years ago. But yet today we have whole state legislators passing that sort of thing. So I thank God this morning for places like Choices Pregnancy Center. I thank God that we have ministers in cities where there are these murder clinics that they will stand outside and preach the gospel to people that come in, that share the truth. We have to do that because what is the solution? What is the solution? A change of heart. A solution is sharing the truth of God's word with people on this. And it has to be a conversation that we have with our children, with our youth. We, must we have to teach them about abortion. We have to teach them that God values life. That it's important. But today, in our country, what, what do we hold more value than humans? Let me say animals. Four years ago this month, something kind of crazy happened. And you guys know all about it, but... Um, 
I got home from work and there was a dog drowning in our pond. I have a, um, an aerator in my pond, and so the middle of the pond won't freeze in the wintertime. Well, around the banks will, will freeze. And this dog walked out onto the ice to get a drink from the middle of the pond and fell through. And I was just about ready to get in the shower, and I hear Selena say, Jeff, there's something in the pond. And I knew when she said that, this is not good, because the only part of that pond that wasn't frozen was the very middle. So I went out, uh, and luckily, <laughs> just watch, the, Google the video. Uh, my throwing efforts were kind of embarrassing. But ultimately, we got the dog out of the pond, right? Well, KY3 found out about this, and they shared it on the evening news, and then USA Today started to share it. And now USA Today shared it like a month ago, and it's been viewed like 200 million times. And PETA, which they don't know that I hunt, I guess, because they sent our elders, they sent our elders chocolate in the mail. <laughs> Vegan chocolate. And it was not good. I don't recommend you. I, if anybody's auctioning vegan chocolate this morning, it's not getting a bid. I'm just saying. But it's not any good. But this thing went viral. And you know how many messages I got from people all over the world that were saying, thank you for saving this dog. Thank You're such a great person because you saved this dog and all this, blah, 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 right? And you know what I was thinking the whole time? We're worried. We live in a world that is wor more worried about a mangy mutt than a human baby. That's what I kept thinking. Now, here's the thing. You said, man, he don't like dogs. Yeah, I do. We got five of them because my wife is a dog lover now. Like, So it's not like we don't like dogs. We have inside dogs. We like dogs, right? Uh, I love animals. And the verses I read, we have been given authority over those animals, right? But they are not humans created in the image of God. And we should never value them more than a human created in the image of God. And yet, that's what happens out there. Somebody kills a dog, and oh, I mean execute them. But people can kill babies and leave them. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Some say, the argument, well, it's not a human being until it's born. You hear that. You hear that argument, right? What does the Bible say about that? Luke chapter 1, verses, verse 41 says this, it says, And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like life to me. The baby leaped in her womb. If, you're, if you've ever had the opportunity, you're married this morning, your wife has had a child, one of the best things when they're going through the pregnancy is to put your hand on their stomach and feel that baby go, get out of my area. And kick your hand. That's life. There's life uh, inside of that. Listen, we have to teach that today. We have to talk about that today to our kids. We have to confront the evil that is abortion in our country. We have to talk about it. We have to teach our kids about it. Our kids and our youth this morning are the future of the church. They're the future. We have to teach them. We must pass this message on. I'm thankful this morning for the ministries that support women who carry their babies to term. Uh, and those babies are placed in the loving arms of a, a loving couple. Maybe, they don't, uh, maybe the mother doesn't want the child. 
But we have, to be, we have to be as a church. If that situation, listen, if that situation was to happen here in Marshfield, we as a church have to radically come around that mother and be willing to take that child and raise it. That's what kind of commitment we have to have. You know that that's how the early church made a difference in Rome? You know how they stood apart in Rome? Romans had a policy that you didn't have to keep your kid. If you didn't want your kid, you'd throw it out on the street. You know what the Christians, because they knew that God valued life, the Christians started rounding up these kids and raising them and taking care of them. And every, you know what people start doing? They're saying, what are these Christians? They are radical about this. And it gave them opportunities to share the truth of the gospel of who Jesus was and why it's so important. I thank, I thank the Lord for, for choices here in Marshfield that supports mothers, that gives ultrasounds. Uh, to, to young ladies, that helps them to see God's value on human life. One thing Shelly, and I know for the sake of time, she couldn't cover everything, but one thing that happens when somebody walks in those doors, you know what they do? They share the gospel with them. They share the truth of Jesus with them. Now listen, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful this morning that, you know, abortion has touched a lot of families in our country. Maybe it's touched your household. Maybe this morning you've had an abortion. I want to say that I'm thankful that God forgives. I'm thankful for the forgiveness that God has, that he heals and he restores broken lives. We, we, the girls read this verse in Sunday school this morning talking about love. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us for all from all unrighteousness. Listen, this abortion, abortion issue is not going to go away anytime soon. As long as there's evil, as long as Satan is trying to attack the image of God, it's not going to go away. I pray the Supreme Court ruled on that case. We just don't know their ruling yet. I pray, I pray that Roe v. Wade is overturned. And immediately there are laws in Missouri, in Missouri, that kick into effect that is done. I pray for that. I pray for that. That doesn't mean that our fight for life is over. It means that we take that movement and we, we make it even more. Where we talk to moms, we share the gospel, the truth. We be a church that takes a stand. God values life so much that he died on the cross for it. He values your life so much. That he died on the cross. That's, that's, there's no greater example than I can share with you this morning to how much God values life. And because of that, this can't be a message that falls on deaf, deaf, deaf ears. It has to be one that we talk about, that we share with our families, that remains a constant theme in our life that we're promoting. We talk about it specifically one Sunday a year. But it's something that we should, we should talk about even maybe even more than that. Because it's an important issue and it's, a, it's an attack on the image of God. And we have to share the truth about it. I want to close with this this morning. I want to close with this. Maybe you're here today and you've had an abortion. Or you've been in a, a part of one. We serve a God that shows mercy, forgiveness, when we humble ourselves before Him. God can take that situation that, 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 that happened in your life and use it. To glorify him. I can't think of a better person. 
to be a mentor at Choiceless Pregnancy Center than someone who has had an abortion and now believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and he's changed their mind about that. You talk about being able to, to, to minister to somebody, to reach somebody. If that's you this morning, I, I pray this morning that you don't try to hide this in your past. That you use it to glorify God. Let him use it to glorify him, to minister to other people. Romans 8.28 says, We know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. He uses our past. He takes our past, and some of them are very muddy and dirty. All of them are, really. And he uses them to glorify him when we humble ourselves and we submit to him. He can take it and use it. How are the hearts and minds changed about the sanctity of life? Sharing the gospel. Raising our kids biblically. Talking about these things. Listen, they're, they're the next generation of voters. They're the next generation of the church. We have to share these truths with them. It's by preaching the gospel. By sharing the truth of Jesus. What happens when you receive the Holy Spirit? Your view about sin changes. Your view about the world changes. The gospel is what changes people. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, your view of abortion changes. You no longer would support anybody that supports that. Your view on how you raise your children changes. So what's the charge here? Share the gospel. Share the gospel. Pray that our government will have leaders that value what God's word says about these issues. Are, is this a political issue? Yeah, because Satan's made it. It's a biblical issue. This is what the Bible says. I'm going to ask our worship team to come this morning. Here's the challenge. What can you do on this? Every one of us have a part. Maybe your part this morning is just that you have never shared this with your kids. You've never talked to your kids about this issue. I challenge you today to do that. Maybe you're here this morning. This issue touches you a lot more personal than it does anybody else. God can use that to glorify him. He can use it for ministry to glorify him when you're obedient. When you get down on your knees and say, God, I know I, this is a, a, a spot in my life that I don't, I don't like to remember but I wanted to use it to glorify and honor you. We can support missions like Choices as volunteers. We lead from the front here. We have these conversations. We elect people that will support issues like this. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. I'm going to ask you to stand. If you need to come this morning and pray, here's the other thing. I haven't talked about this, and I'm going to just real quick. Every quarter, we have a new member class. Being, being a member of a local church is extremely important. Me and Max, are, me and Max Hartman teach our new member class. We're going to be starting another new member class uh, before too long, probably the beginning to middle of March. We're going to be starting another new member class. If you need to join this local body of believers, if you are a professing Christian that's, that has been baptized and you want to join the mission, this is one of our missions that we financially support choices. 
We talk about this. If you need to join this local body of believers, you can come and say, hey, look, I'm coming this morning. I'll set up a time to meet with you. I'll pray with you. You need to make your intentions known to the congregation. It's an extremely important thing. If you need to do that this morning, you can. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, uh, again for this, uh, this morning. This is the opportunity to talk about this because I believe it's important. Uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, important until there's no longer the killing of children in our country. Uh, and, and, and Lord, we have, to, we have to talk about it. And so, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to visit about this and, and look at what your word says about it. And, and, Lord, challenge us this morning to go deeper into this issue, to, to, to take the fight for you, Lord, on this issue in whatever way you would like us to and however we can. God, in all things, we want to honor you. We want to honor you by being obedient to what your word says, by preaching the truth on these issues. And in all things, God, we love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen.
Okay, let me start with Kyle. Kyle, come on down here. Yeah. This is, this is a hard thing about ministry, but it's also a very exciting thing uh, for this guy. Um, Kyle, uh, for you all that know, I think I announced it a couple weeks ago, but this is last Sunday at Crossbridge because he's taken a position in ministry uh, for Freeway West in Springfield as the director. So there is something from the church. I want you to stand down here because I, I want you guys to come by and um, just love up on him and pray for him and encourage him. Uh, he's going to be preaching sermons. How many, what, three, four times a month? As many as you want. Okay, so he's going to be busy in the Word uh, on fr Friday night freeway, right? Friday. Friday. Some Sundays, some Fridays. Sharing the gospel in West Springfield uh, with Freeway. So I'm proud of him. You got anything you want to say? Absolutely. Come on. Am I hot? Yeah. Here we go. Okay, so first of all, and I said this last week, and I have to repeat this, I am not standing here in the position I'm in without each and every one of you. Seriously, there is no better church that you guys from the house could have been placed into. There's no church that takes a guy with bullet holes, tattoos, a GPS monitor, like a huge case standing behind him and just treated me like I wasn't a jail number, that treated me like I wasn't a criminal. So thank each and every one of you. I truly love you. This has been the hardest decision of my life. And you guys in the house and any new member, that or new person that walks in here, you could not walk into a more compassionate, caring church. So thank each and every one of you. I also have to invite you to Friday nights at Golden Avenue. It's 6 o'clock. We've got great congregation there. We do Freeway West. Um, we're booming. And we just opened a new discipleship house called the Blessing House that will be over too. And so I want to invite you guys down there. I'll be preaching on Friday starting in March. And um, man, I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Right there. Okay. Come here, you two. So speaking of that, these two guys Wednesday night, uh, Sean and Justin came to me and said, hey, we want to be members of this church. We love the church. We want to come here and serve. And so they, I visit with them. Obviously, I know that we, we, we've uh, baptized them. And so I know they're, they're saved and, and uh, they, they're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they're going to be taking the new member course. You got anything you want to say, brother? Well, I mean, same thing as Kyle said. So I came to this church uh, with tattoos and a case and a background. And everybody just loved on me and cared about me and poured into me. If it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't even be in the program still, so thank you. <laughs> you you're up, bud. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so, hey, you guys see I stay, he ain't running away. I don't know what you're doing, but there's a whole bunch of ladies here to come up and hug you, and yeah, there you go. All right. Here's the benediction for today, and then after we close in prayer, come around and congratulate them. And then we're, about five minutes after that, we'll be starting the dessert auction for the youth. And then after that, we'll be eating dinner together. Here's the benediction. I love this. It's a passage about how Jesus values children. And I wanted to share it with you as we close today. It's Luke 18, 15 through 17. It says, Now they were bringing even infants to him, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called to them and saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. He loves babies. We should love babies. I love babies. We should love children. And don't hinder them. Don't hinder them. Can't hinder a child anymore 
and not let it be born. Uh, that's the worst kind of hindrance. So uh, let's stand behind this fight, uh, guys. Let's close in prayer and then come around and congratulate them. Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning again for our, our time here, our services, and Lord, to be able to come and worship you. Lord, I pray for Kyle uh, as, as he goes out uh, on the journey that you have for him in ministry. Uh, Lord, it's not easy. It's not hard. But I pray uh, it's hard. I, I pray, Lord, you give him strength uh, when, when things are happening and he's discouraged, God. Let him find comfort in you. Uh, Lord, just let him preach the gospel boldly and, and be a, a, make a huge impact for your kingdom, God. Bless him because of his commitment to get out of his comfort zone and to, 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 to uh, put himself into ministry with freeway. So, Lord, just be with him. Lord, I'm very, very thankful this morning for, for Sean and Justin that they've come wanting to be a part of this church, God. Let us be able to minister to them, uh, to feed them and teach them your word, uh, Lord, and then be active servants of this church. God, as we, we enter our time of fellowship today, raise money for youth and to, to eat with one another. And just thankful for Joel and Shelly and their work they do with the youth and all of our kids, Lord. What a blessing they are. Uh, Lord, it, it, we love you and we thank you for today. In your name I pray. Amen.